Welcome to another episode of Off the Record Podcast. Holy. Okay, it's your boy DJ Academics. And I'm here in the Airbnb in Miami. I know what y'all been saying. Ack, what's up with the podcast? What's up with the schedule? Well, nigga, calm the fuck down, man. Listen, I'm traveling. I'm trying to do a bunch of things. I'm trying to make this thing work for y'all. Okay, I'm trying to have the most interesting conversations. I even had a conversation with Spotify. I said, listen, I don't want to just mail them in. I could get you podcasts Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but I want to make sure they're Content that I really care about You know, obviously We're trying to get better with that But still We're in Miami The content heaven Okay <clears throat> Now I'm actually here with my man Leaf Leaf, say what up Yo, yo, what's going on? What it do? What it do? They usually don't see you on camera Not at all And for a while You never like to talk But every time they see you on my story You are loud as a motherfucker You're just not an on camera type of guy Not yet Okay I'll get there eventually You gotta talk into the mic These, You gotta be this close Regardless, um, we're, we're up in an Airbnb. I'm going to spoil the surprise right now. I'm going I'm to bring you out behind the veil. Uh, I'm shooting four podcasts today. Okay, so I had to touch on all the happenings that's been going on. So I'm just kicking it with you right now in the Airbnb about to just give you this podcast. And we're going to be shooting. We got a couple of guests. It's all coming. Now, I do have to say this is the thing about Miami. If you're wondering, yo, act why you always there. Because if you're watching my story, you're like, yo, act. Are you there working? Or are you there fucking bitches? Okay, because in reality... Not gonna lie, since we got here and we've been here for like three days, three, four days? Three days. I don't think we've done much podcasting. We've, we've been done, trying. We've been trying. We've been trying. We had we were supposed to land, do a podcast with someone who I couldn't wait to do it with. Somebody like I don't wanna like I don't wanna fuck it up. Cause we could probably still get it in before we, we go back. Um it's it's a female artist. I'll just say they're from my country. But the plans we had of getting off the plane, getting the car, going to them, we were going to be late. They had plans. Okay, I think they had a date. So I don't know this person be dating. Nobody. I ain't trying to spread no rumors, but hold up. Anyway, couldn't get that done. We then go to Orlando. Salute to everybody in Orlando, man. Club guilt shit was lit. We had a bunch of people who performed in a showcase. First time in Orlando. That's where Disney World is, isn't it? Yeah. Which, we didn't go to the Disney World Park. Like, the part we went to look like it was a hood. It was not Disney World. It was not Disney World. Okay. Anyway, there was some great people out there, man, and salute to Orlando. I like Florida, man. I really like Florida. And I thought it was only a, a wintertime thing that I was like, you know what? Winter's up north or whack, so I like to come to Florida. Granted, the first time I've been to Miami was last year. But the whole time I'm thinking about it now, I'm like, Shit, maybe I should really like just get a spot down here. The only thing is, that I just don't think that Miami's good for people who want to work. It, it just doesn't. It just doesn't happen for people who have no idea about Florida and Miami and the scene. I gotta say the scene because it's not the entire place, right? It's lax. It's like nobody really has any urgency to do shit. Every time we book interviews down here. People are like, ah, they wake up, yo, I'm hang I'm hungover from the club. Yo, I'm about to go link with a girl. Yo, there's a yacht party, can we do it after? Like it's a bunch of like fun seems like it comes way before working down here, which I worry for. I'm an addict. And I've always said I try to limit myself of the things I could be addicted to that hopefully I could be addicted to the right things, which is work. What do you think? Well, every time you came here, I would say one out of three interviews we actually did. But we come ready to work. We don't sit here and be like, oh, fuck it. We're not doing no work. We're just going to go have fun. We try to have work done first and then fun later. 
But every time we come here, it feels like we got to start double booking now because we'll book book someone, and when we get here, they're like, ah, I don't know if if I want to do an interview. You're like, what? Nigga, I just hopped on a plane. I just got like, I just paid thousand dollars for Airbnb. I'm renting cars. I'm doing all this. We got equipment we're bringing out. What the fuck? But that is why I think Miami is. Now, this is how Miami replaced New York. Because some people are like, why does it not stay in New York? Trust me. Like, rappers and influencers are seeing no reason to go to New York. If you're a rapper right now, why the fuck would you go to New York? Okay, somebody be like, well, your label is here. You're having meetings with your label on Zoom. You don't got to really go in. You're having meetings with them on Zoom. A lot of times they'll come to you or they'll send a label rep to you. So you don't need to go in for that. Right? Your lawyers, anybody else who's in the business, they're moving around with you, or you could get on conversations with them. This is what the pandemic has done. It's taken away centralized location. This is why while people say New York is bouncing back, I'm still wondering, is it really? Now, I do have some really great news because because yo, listen, a little birdie sent me some some shit. They sent me some shit. Don't ask me how I got it. I'm the best journalist that's ever lived, okay? But, and I'm wondering if I should just do a whole podcast about it or deliver it here, but I got the whole lawsuit from Meg Thee Stallion. Meg, don't ask me how I got it. The judge leaked it to me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's Big Hack, okay? The judge leaked it to me. The judge was like, yo, you got to see this shit. I don't know. Can't make this shit up, right? Can't make this shit up, but I got it. Black and white. But here's the funny part. I know we're on the road right, right now. And before I say some shit that I'm seeing on the shit, that she, I know she's going to see the clip. She'll be like, no, Ak is a liar. This and third. I want to just put the document up. I just want to put it up. I'll put it up on screen. So I don't know if we can do it like in this quick of a time, but I want to put that bitch up on screen. So we might have to do it for another time. Anyway, <sighs> Miami, Miami, Miami. It always feels like we're out of town when the, some of the biggest stories happen. We were in a hotel, I think in L.A., when Danny Lay's brother got hands, feet, and elbows put on him. In the bowling alley. Yep. This nigga got beaten into a gutter ball. I've never seen some shit like it. The nigga got a wardrobe change three times. They were trying to put his head down the gutter ball lane. Bro, they went crazy on him. By the way, I have nothing against him. I was trying to interview him. He was down for it until he realized, and this is like, I'm starting to like, I'm trying to assess the whole situation properly. He literally sued his sister's baby daddy. Like, you do realize, if y'all have a fully functioning family, that that's really a family issue. You're suing like you're a fan. If you take money out of his mouth or you take money off his table, that's taking money off of your nephew or niece's table. But regardless, the cloud chasing still continues. Regardless, we were in L.A. when that happened. I think also, were we in L.A. when Kodak got shot? Yeah, we was. We was. I think it was the same weekend. Yeah. Same weekend. Next night, I believe. Yep. Two big events. We're not at home. Now, obviously, if we're at home, we could do much more and kind of covering and jumping on top of these stories. And, you know, I like to quick turnaround. <clears throat> regardless. Now we're in Miami. We've got a few things lined up. As I said, don't get mad if you see me in the same outfit 
for the next three episodes because I got three interviews lined up today. Let's see who finna cancel. But two nights ago, we, we go to this little fancy restaurant, and I'll give you some. I'll give you what we've been doing. We went to a little yacht party. Shit was crazy. Shit was crazy. We go to a yacht party, and I'm not gonna lie, man. I see why dudes that have fame and celebrity or who could flex like they have it come out here. A dude who is verified is like a bad bitch in the club. It's crazy. A dude who got a chain on, it's like you're seeing it in real life. Like you're just seeing women just fight for your attention. From my little town where I'm from in Jersey, they don't give a fuck who I am. They actually look at me broke. They're like, yo, don't this nigga sing or dance to get his money? Get, it, get this nigga out of here. Granted, everybody around me, like they own all type of business. So they don't give a fuck what I do. But in Miami, it's such about the facade. And beauty is almost like beauty is the minimum. Or if you're not beautiful as a female, it seems like everyone's changing themselves. Oh, you don't got a fat ass, but you cool. Otherwise, you're getting a fat ass now. Oh, you're getting lip injections. You're getting like beaut like it's it's like a prerequisite for women now here to be beautiful. I always say like place the chick who's a nine or ten in your town is probably a seven out here. Regardless, we're on this boat. Salute to Sway Lee. Salute to Slim Jimmy. Salute to Fresh. Um, Silky was there too. It's about 40, 50 girls. And I'm not going to lie. It just reinforced what I was saying about Miami just not being a place that you want to work. Miami's a place you got to come to to enjoy the fruits of your labor. That's it. Because I just can't imagine these these choices being like, yo, hey, either you go put work in the San third or... Hang out with like 50 girls who are like fighting for your attention. So we go after the yacht, we go to this place called Komodo. And this place is actually, it's like they've merged a club experience and a nightclub and a restaurant. By the way, it's the same spot we're in the parking lot, which we're in that parking lot too, where the whole 6 9 and Meek thing happened. But it's like, uh, it's like a who's who's of, it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. They're bumping music. You could barely hear the wait the waiter. So it's not even really about the customer service. They're bumping music the whole time. It's loud as shit. It's about a vibe. The food, I didn't really taste it. Maybe Leaf could speak on it, but the, the food is more of it's more of a presentation than than it feels like, oh, it's just fucking amazing food. Even though some people like Silky said like it's great. No, no, no. The food, food is good, but I wouldn't be spending that much money on food like that. I still money, I still spend money on oodles and noodles. So leave me alone. I don't care. Man, when we when we looked at it, the bill, no, there's no uh, appetizers, no desserts, no like real drinks. No drinks. Eight hundred bucks. Shit was crazy. Or what, like four plates? But you know what I realized? It's Miami. Miami is the place to be seen. If you want to be seen, you have to be eaten there. And by the way, that's like a great way to make fucking money and great way to make like business. You've made it that the spectacle of being there is almost equivalent to, 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 to the actual reason there, which is supposed to be eat. So anyway, we're leaving that place because we were there. You know what I mean? I'm kind of soaking all this in. And just like usual, when we're out of town, we get the same news again, man. Yo, check out this clip act. This is motherfucking Will Smith slapping the fuck out of Chris Rock 
at the Oscars. I couldn't even believe it. Like, I mean, I, I'm like, yeah, this got to be fake. You ain't see that? No, I seen it. I seen it. And I had to watch it a couple times because at first I thought it was fake. But then I seen yeah. how Chris literally put his hands down and it was, looked like he was about to swing back if Will did another hit. Okay. So let's set this up, right? Chris Rock is, uh, I don't think he's presenting. Um, he might be hosting. Or maybe he was presenting. But he sets up a joke about another couple who are married and both were like nominated. And then he mentioned, uh, he mentioned um, Will. Will. Now, the parallel to Will is that Will is there with his wife, who's also known in the movie circles. Now, I don't even think Jane has been nominated. By the way, I got to give more context to it. Two years ago, Jada spoke up about boycotting the, the um, Oscars because something, I think, something to do with Will. She spoke up and she just wasn't having it, right? And when she spoke up, Chris Rock at that same year for the Oscars said, her speaking up about the Oscars is like him getting mad about Rihanna's panties. He was like, why does it fucking matter? I wasn't invited. <laughs> and so he was basically saying, yo, Jada, no, like you not winning no awards here. Like the fuck you, like what is wrong with you? Why are you so vocal? Now she's holding, again, in, you know, I, I wish we had a female here to kind of balance it out, but she's speaking up a will. But in reality, and not to knock her like career, not like that, she really not getting nominated for shit like that. You feel me? Regardless. It's been a couple of years, and every time when Chris Rock, who does a great job hosting, or whenever he does his bits at these these award shows, he always take a stab at Jada. Always shits on her a little bit. You know what I mean? Regardless, when 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 he's saying the whole thing this year, he brings up Will. Remember, we don't have Jada who's nominated for nothing. So he says this, right? He says. Say, yeah, Jada, I guess we'll see you in G.I. Jane. Now, I had to, again, maybe I'm not that movie. Like, you be watching movies like that? No, no. I don't even understand the reference. Okay. So, G.I. Jane is like this, like, super, like, tomboyish type woman who, if you watch the G.I. Joe series, series, is like basically like some super soldier. And the G.I. Jane uh, um, character, uh, they're doing G.I. Jane 2. It's not Jada, but it's a woman who has a very low haircut. That pretty much looks like a dude and obviously is could perform it all the dudes or outperform them. Okay. So, so that's why it's G.I. Jane. So I guess he's saying, hey, Jada. So he makes a joke with Will and then he says to Jada, we look forward to see you in G.I. Jane, which clearly he's kind of making reference like, yo, your hair is low. That chick is uh, in that movie, hair is low. Now, while everything is getting set up, right? This motherfucker, Will Smith, he's laughing. Like, he's kind of he's, he's kind of laughing at himself. He's laughing. He's laughing. As yeah. soon as Jada's mentioned, he's still laughing. He looked to the left. He sees Jada's face, and her face is like this. Ooh. And it's one of those where, after seeing how mad she is, in my opinion, he switched up. Okay, he hops up, he walks up, and the slap was so, I don't know if it was so clean or so prepared, but he slapped him, his hand never fucking, it's not one of these, it was a firm, straight, follow through, he kept the form, 
That shit was clean. That was a good one. Couldn't walks, even get it frame by frame. Walks back to the shit, right? Walks back to the shit, and then after he, he's like, yo, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Now, obviously, you know, these are, it's a room full of actors. Everybody's like, yo, is it real or fake? Um, I think ba- based on how Will, Will's body posture was, you thought he was trying to throw a fake punch. Also, based on, I don't think niggas really knew that, that, that Chris Rock could take a, a slap like that. Because, listen, somebody would grab their chin. I'm like, damn. Like, he didn't sound like it hurt or nothing like that. But we've got to realize it's not fake. It's not fake. You know what I mean? There's going to be conspiracy theories all over the place saying it's fake, the center, but it's not fake. But I do want to analyze the actions. What do you think about that once you've seen it? I know you say you didn't get the joke. No, I didn't get the joke, but I understood that it was towards his wife. So I understood why he got up. But I'm like, y'all are all actors. Y'all should be okay with Yo, you know what was the comedian, right? Yo, he was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. He was cracking jokes. He was seen as someone who was a comedian as well. I don't know if he's ever done a stand-up. No. But he understands the, 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 the premise of just black roasting, black jonesing, like, yo, just joking on each other. Yeah, Is there a line? I mean, when you're talking about somebody's wife's illness as a joke, I don't see that as funny as all. I'm going to keep it original. I think that's all cap. Because I don't think he, people are going to say it's the illness. But when I listen to that joke, he's not clowning her for being bald. He's more clowning her for not being in shit. And he's like, I'm going to look forward to the only thing I think you could be in. Now, Here's my whole thing. So wait, no, no. Actually, no, no continue, continue. So, so you say you can understand it. So I can understand why he said something. But going up there, smacking him, I can tell that wasn't fake because after he hit Chris Rock, Chris Rock literally had his hands almost come up a little bit like there was about to be another hit from Will. That's when I knew it wasn't fake. Okay, okay. But you could understand that nigga doing that. I, I couldn't see it coming from Will. I didn't see that coming. I can see him saying something, yelling, cool, but actually getting up and smacking another black man on live television at this point in time, it's like, come on. Yo, and by the way, so, so um, what he suffered, what she's suffering from, um, Jada Pinkett Smith, is what's called alopecia, yep. which is like, um, I don't know the, the exact clinical you know, definition of it, but like it definitely affects her, her ability to grow hair. And because of that, you know, um, she's kept a low haircut, and by the way, you know, if everybody knows my stance on like, you know, when it comes to black women, specifically in hair, I just don't like fake hair. <laughs> so I've always said I'd rather you have an amber rose than you have one of them long Nicki Minaj pink weaves all the way down your ass to my 75 inches, whatever the fuck they be trying to say. I don't like fake hair. You get me? I could deal with an afro. I could deal with a shortcut. Own it. We all have different, like, listen, we're black. Like, we all have different plights when it comes to hair. So I don't judge, you know? And when I mean I don't judge, I'm not the one to fucking, like, you know, necessarily make fun. And, 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 even, and if, even if I did, it would be on some really facetious, like, tongue-in-cheek shit, right? But I'm guessing they've been going through some shit at home. They've been going through shit for a couple years now. You know what my full opinion on, on that is? Will Smith was caught between a rock and a hard place. 
And that was his only move. It was chess. Well, actually, maybe it was checkers. It was his only move on the board. He's been getting disrespected at home. He's been getting disrespected online. Now, here's the, here's the problem with that. He knew, and this is why I think there's some type of complex there. When he was laughing, didn't seem bothered. The moment he looked in her eyes, he knew he had to do something. And for any guy who's been with a woman, maybe may not be that particular situation, but you ever been with a woman who's offended? Maybe you didn't care. Yep. However, your manhood's on the line. You don't jump into action. Keep in mind, Will has told us every single moment he's had the chance to, hey, my wife has told me I'm not good enough. My wife has told me I can't satisfy her. My, I was always trying to be Tupac because that's who my wife wanted. I let, listen, she crushed his manhood and took his dignity. When he sat at that red table talk and she looked him in the eyes and said, listen, I wasn't happy and I wasn't satisfied. So I went to go have an entanglement with August Alcina. And you can see the look in his eyes and he says, entanglement, he was laughing it off. And he said, you mean another relationship? And he had to accept it. So in reality, if you ask me, Will went up there with a purpose. And this is where I realized, despite what we say about Will, the approval that he's been seeking his entire life is the approval from the woman he's been in a marriage with. He slapped that nigga, not for him. He slapped, he slapped him because of Jada. That's 100% fact. We're, we all know this, but he's literally been getting pushed down for over two years. But he's but, finally but, finding a way to get a better look in her eyes. But fuck that. Because in reality, again, I know I'm not in their marriage and I'm making some wild assumptions. But again, we're all watching this. Listen, when you publicize your issues, you're going to have public comments on that. It's a public relationship now. Will will never... Get to the point of he will never get to that point where he feels Jada respects him enough or, or to, to whatever point of respect he's hoping to get to with her. He's going to seek that for the rest of his life because she already emasculated him too many times. She's told him. Publicly. She's told him so many times. You are not enough. You are not enough. You are not enough. You are not enough. That I think that him acting out there was, was like a last hurrah, hoping that she's going to respect him. And by the way, I know a lot of toxic relations. I'm not trying to say they're toxic. But I always give the example. I, like one time, I'm with my ex. Oh, my ex, ex, ex. And she was, from, well, she was living in Pennsylvania. We go out to a place called South Street. It's me and her. Walking down South Street. If you've never been to South Street in Philly, let me paint the picture to you. Okay. Back then, there was so much fuckery and buffoonery going on. There was pretty much a cop every other block. It's a long street. It's like, you would know if like Eastern Avenue, Brunswick. It would be like, just imagine like, um, um, what's that street in New Orleans that everybody, like everything gets popular? Like it, that main street where 
Shit is lit, but it's super cultural. And I'm walking down there with her. So we're thinking about maybe going into a club or whatever the case is. And we walk past a bunch of bikers. Now, like, you know, that bike culture is really big in Philly, right? Yeah. We walk past. And all of a sudden, we walk past the dudes. They start catcalling. Ayo! Psst. I hear a couple people also throwing some disrespectful words. Ayo, bitch! I'm going to keep it 100 with you. It went on probably about like 15 seconds. But I turned around like, yo, yo. To make sure they were talking to us, which obviously was to her because they're talking to her. And when I turned around, you know what that motherfucker said to me? What you going to do? By the way, keep in mind, it's like five of them. They all got these biker. I, I, yo, you ever you, you ever watch um, Biker Boys? Like they all got the same vest on. Like leather vest. It, out, nigga was like the on. Rough Riders, nigga. Also, all these motherfuckers was big paws. Like, like all these niggas at least like six three. I'm like, why the fuck are they on a bike? Anyway, I turn around, and before I could even say nothing, one of them barked to me. Hey, yo, nigga, we weren't talking to you. We talking to you, a bitch. <laughs> now. This is the moment that every dude has in their life. You are getting tested in front of your girl. How you react or how you're allowed to react is going to tell people a lot. So what did you do? Because well, well, hold on. Let me break it down first. There's a lot of girls who say, if I get disrespected, I don't care if my man is versus 50 niggas. I want him to go squabble, and I'd rather nurse him in a hospital than to be with a nigga who are a bitch. I'm just telling you. There's other type of girls who say, nah, he got to defend my honor. I ain't say he got to fight, but he can't just be like, let's act like we ain't here. There's another type of girl who they don't think that's the avenue you prove to them that you're either a protector, you're dominant, or that they'll give you respect. People, like, you know, these days people have been fighting the, the traditional gender roles so much. They're fighting the shit. Like, you know what I mean? Nobody wants to admit that, like, you know, for a dude, have be, being seen as a masculine figure by your woman is important. Nowadays, everybody's self-identifying as whatever the fuck they want. You know what I mean? Like, they, they act like you could just pretend to be anything. But really, just instinctually and innately, just because we're all fucking humans, and essentially we have animal instincts to a certain extent, we have masculine traits that we know has to be respected by the opposite sex for real primal attraction. Despite what this new Twitter social justice warrior conditioning wants to tell us. So, what did I do? Man, I can tell you what I would have did. What was you done? Kept walking. Now only, now look. I go up, I say something, they're bikers, we in Philly. You can yes. Most me. likely you getting beat the fuck up. 100%. You, you hope, you hope you make it to the hospital. What if they literally give you the beats and you don't make it to the hospital? All because of some words. Now, it's one thing if they put their hands on her. Oh, yeah, now you got to swing off. You got to take that ass one. Hey, I've always said about toxic women. A toxic woman wants you to die for her. You know what she does? She tattoos your name on her back. And two months later, she getting donkey fucked by another nigga. And they get your name covered up in a couple months after that when she fall in love with him. Yeah. You have to watch. 
And when I'm watching Will Smith, he definitely loves his wife, but he wants his wife approval so bad. He wants his wife approval so bad that he's not, he, he's ignoring, and I'm going to get back to what, what I did in that moment. He's ignoring what got him to that point. That nigga was broken. When he walked up there, when he accepted that award, when he was crying, he's a broken man. Why is he broken? Because just like a little kid, if you grew up and, and, and thought your mom was your superhero, your dad was your superhero, and they always just told you, nah, that's not good enough. By the way, that's partially the, 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 um, the, the, the last child syndrome, too. Also the middle child a little bit. Because your, your big brothers and your big sisters always did it better, always did it first. You can't really, like, how you could go and compete? Everything you do, it's not as impressive as if someone else did it because they did it first. So you constantly are looking for that acceptance, that, you know, pat on the back. While it's toughening, you, it's toughening your skin up to realize you're probably not going to get it. And either that or you become really insecure. You start looking for it elsewhere. All I'm saying with, with Will, I think Will has been looking for that acceptance with his wife. And by the way, what nobody speaks about, which I do believe is true, I believe I believe Will has had his own whatever entanglements has entered, but I think Will is so careful in trying to demean her. And in exploring that a little bit more, when you've now made it, it, it the reason why he snaps, I know people want to act like he don't care about public perception. No. All that shit built up. So if Will has had an entanglement with whoever, he's not bringing it to the forefront. He's not using the fact that she's an aging woman. She has illnesses that she has maybe things that some might use as the uh, um, detractors or to support them be, uh, uh, um, with their infidelity, even though they don't call it infidelity, um, to support them stepping out of the relationship. He doesn't use that to throw at her to belittle her. What does she do to him? Yeah, I knew at some point he couldn't satisfy me. That is crushing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, what? Yo, could you imagine your girl saying that? I knew at a point he couldn't satisfy me. Then, oh, why are we here? What, what are we doing? Do you hear some of these words? Oh, when I got with August, I felt something new. What? Now nah, those are all literally jabs at his character. That is jabs at him. That's not even jabs. Those are stabs because jabs would have been behind closed doors. Yo, Will, broad daylight. Will has never came out. He's never came out. And maybe, I don't know if this is August's fault. Because they probably were both doing anything, but August is the first one who brought it to life. August was the one who sung about it. Then they asked, then Jadis came out and said, yeah, it happened. So what? But there was no definitive proof. Well, still, Will has just never talked about his escapades to belittle her. Like, I know a lot of girls who deal with a lot of quote-unquote cheating by men. But if it ain't known by a lot of people, they can handle it better. Now, I learned quickly, especially starting getting a little notoriety this and third. The moment a girl sees you online with another girl, like on the blogs, and everybody has their two cents. Oh, shit. You're that other girl dumb as fuck for being with him. Look what he doing. That shit hit harder. 
I always had way more problems with those girls trying to explain what the fuck was going on. Again, imagine what Will's going through. Will's looking out here like a beta cuck. He's hoping that slap, you know what's so funny about that slap too? That he's hoping that slap regained him his manhood in that relationship. And I think that it didn't do a damn thing. It ain't do shit. I seen the memes, they would say, look, if it was Tupac, he would have shot him. I seen the memes. The thing about it is violence is never the answer, and that's not going to help any situation that you do, especially if you're still looking for approval from a woman that already said, you're beneath me. Again, this is the thing. You know how they, says, yo, they say, yo, men shouldn't have podcasts because they're like, yo, men are putting their toxic thoughts on certain stuff and fucking certain shit up. You know that fucking relationship with Will and Jada went to shit the moment that Red Table Talk bullshit started. She started bringing, she might as well came on that shit and said, I'll be pushing a dildo up that nigga's ass. She basically came on there and shat on him every week. First time on. Every week. You're like, you're like, no, tell us this ain't true. And then to keep it real, I'm gonna be honest though, I can't even only blame her. Because I think that, and it's so crazy. You know what? We're all married to the character he played. On Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Such a dope character. We're married to that character of being a playboy. Of being like a nigga who we look like he's big pimping. We thinking that in real life because, yo, he's the only one who kept his real name. Carlton Banks ain't real Carlton Banks. Will Smith is Will Smith. So we're thinking he's something that he's not. You know, we realize he's not. Because when you read his book and you see the excerpts that came out, it was all about him having self-doubt. What I used to watch of Will Smith back in the day, and I loved it, helped me accomplish a lot of my goals. He used to talk about the secret. He used to talk about um, a lot of manifestation. He used to talk about being persistent. And I said, damn, this is a committed motherfucker who, if I can't take anything from him, I'm going to take the fact that he... He willed a lot of things into existence. He worked harder than everybody to get it. And he would rather die than let some other factor not let him accomplish his goals. That right there, when you have nothing, when you're working towards a goal that, to be honest, the odds are really low of you getting, that is motivation. I love Will for that. But... That covered up a lot of his insecurity. And maybe that was the thing to keep him busy from some of his insecurities with actual women in real life. The whole time, yo, he said, I was jealous of Tupac. Because he felt like he was everything that I wasn't. Huh? What the fuck? No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Yo, again. That sounds like manipulation from the female's point. Bro, I, I'm just telling you this, man. Will is a broken man, and I don't think people really analyze because I guarantee if it's the other way. I guarantee if it's the other way. Where, where Will Smith came out talking about, confidently bragging about, my wife can't satisfy me. I had to go get this white chick who was topping me off all the time. I was fucking her crazy for a couple of months. And later on, her, his wife does some crazy shit at an award show. 
and seemingly also balls her eyes out when winning some shit, people would say she had a breakdown. She fed up. People look at cheating completely different. When it comes to male and female. Yep. Beyonce, like Beyonce sings about uh, uh, um, Becky with the good hair. Yo, Jay-Z's a scum. You think if, if Jay-Z rapped about some shit with Beyonce with another rapper? Shit, we could even get Kanye West and Kim to some extent. Yo, niggas are looking at niggas looking at Kanye like yo, Kanye, yo. Pack it up. Yo, you're burnt out, man. Let her do her thing with, with Skeet. Let her go. This is ridiculous, man. I feel I feel bad for um, Will, but I know the only cure is that woman. That woman has him like this. That's not a cure. And imagine the strength you gotta have to like block out all the thoughts. All, bro, Will Will was it's not like he is the first time in the media since the whole entanglement thing came up. Showed up on Red Table Talk. He's been doing skits on skits on skits. Started a weight loss challenge. Did a couple movies. He's been out in public. People have been trolling him about this whole entanglement thing, and he held it down. He could have checked her at any point. Stop with this entanglement thing. I was not on board. That's what men wanted him to say. You think he did it behind closed doors? Nah, nah, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. But no the, way. How many years do you think it took for her to break him down enough for him to be like this? So Either that or he had some other shit going on. He had to have some other. He had to have done some shit that, that was so wild that the public don't know about that she's looking at him like, you have to forgive me for doing this shit. Like, like what? I don't know. Father another kid out of wedlock? Shit. Habitually cheated on her to the point that, yo, you cheated a hundred times. If I have this one guy, because I broke, I caught you cheating, I broke up with you, and I got this other guy. Uh, he had to have fucked somebody in the family. Had been somebody in the family for mm. her to be that. <laughs> Gotta be. But you know what the crazy thing is, man? And, and, and you know, maybe, you know, um, we're just looking at this the wrong way. Just period. Will is clearly the most successful of the two. I feel like they're tearing Will down to build her podcast career. It's like, imagine, it's like letting your girl get on reality. Like, you're, um, say, little baby's baby mama. Goes on loving hip-hop and just exposes the shit out of him. Yeah, that nigga never sold no bricks. That nigga never did this. That nigga never did that. While he on cam, you got to sit here. Yeah, and then and then bring and then you got to appear in the episodes. Then later on, you're still trying to rap, and people are gonna say like, "Will, I am I, I'm so sorry that this has happened to you, but the problem was not with Chris Rock. I don't think you need to apologize to Chris Rock either, even though you should be able to take a joke. I think he apologized to the Academy, which he also apologized to Chris Rock." But he needs to realize that his issues go way deeper than just that joke. The G.I. Jane joke was not a direct joke at her battles with alopecia. I'm sorry, it just isn't. That's a nigga who looked over, who found it funny, and looked over to the only person who validates his life. And she was unapproving 
And in that moment, after getting beaten down for months in the media and at home, what do you think? You think that nigga ain't been going through at home too? You know he has. You know he has. He had to pop out and do something. And to be honest with you, this is what I'm saying about unhealthy relationships. I guarantee she gave him some respect. Not all. Some. And I guarantee that's... Look at the level of joy he had while partying afterwards. You know why? She might just whisper in his ear. Thank you. Thank you, baby. That's why when I see Nicki Minaj say that bullshit, I'm like, we got to stop, stop with this bullshit. Like, dudes aren't sacrificial lambs to be controlled by women with their emotional needs. Again, I have all the sympathy and respect for Jada Pinkett Smith in terms of her disease, what she going through, but that joke I don't think was that far. And also, you know you had a nigga who was emotionally fragile that if you had told him, like, having a guy who's emotionally fragile that you could tell him to jump off a bridge and he's going to do it, that's not cool. No. That's not cool because that's how you because you know what that's why I brought up before a nigga jump out the window do some shit for your honor when really that got pent up in him because he's been trying to prove prove shit himself to you he been trying to impress you he been trying to do it he just can't do it what he was trying to do back in the day I don't know if this is a real conversation but maybe she was like I wish I had a gangster like Pac oh that's that gangster shit that. Young females go around and be like, yo, this is the but hot she shit old the now, world. man. She old, Okay, man. but look, when you're young, that is like the highlight of your life. That's the best shit in the world, and nothing will ever compete unless it's another gangster doing all shit like that. Hmm. That was sad. Yeah. Um, I, I hope he doesn't get his um, trophy uh, revoked. If you don't know, they're actually um, looking into removing his trophy. They're saying he's not worthy of it because of that act. That act. And it might have violated their codes, which in reality, I say we have to understand, yo, it's men, no matter how much he cried there, I think we still looked at him like, you're a dude, suck it up. Yo, if that was a girl crying after she did some dumb shit, breaking down, oh, we completely get it. It's okay. It happens. It happens. It's okay. You're human. We stand with people who have been, you know, Mentally abused or bullied online And unfortunately That's the reaction We stand with that person In this time of need and heal Where Will Smith is like eh, We're going to investigate We're going to take the trophy back yeah, You're a guy Suck it up You'll be alright Suck that shit up That's what they're looking at him to say And I feel bad for him man Them tears that nigga shed I felt it was really needed A long time ago man he shed them tears, and he's trying to heal, but somebody got to say it. Only his wife could make him whole. He's been looking for approval, and the one person he cares about to give him that approval basically has never given it to him. It's like that person... Your wife, when you get married, if you do get married, that one person is like your entire life. Like, you give up any and everything. You say, and if I ever get married, I'm going to hold it until death do us part. 
we're not, there is no divorce. It's literally one of us is dying for us to move on. So that person would be my whole entire world. That is what Jada is to Will. And his whole world doesn't accept him. He's constantly trying to find some type of way, anything. Yo, if I could send a message to Will, I would tell him, Will, you are enough. You're a star. You're a great-hearted person. You have tried to make society and humanity better by your actions, your thoughts, Everything you've said is, is always been really positive. This is the most negative thing we've ever seen from you. It was outside your character. And I still I believe it's because you're not getting that reaffirmation that you are a good person. You are enough. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, listen, people go through these things with their parents. People go through these things with their lovers. Like if your parents never really... Who told you, okay, this is enough? Like, I remember telling tell, tell my mom, one time I, I brought a chick home. I remember bring her home. She dropped me home. And my mom got mad at me one day. And while cussing me out, she like, physically, I won't, I won't get too much into it. Like, she described that girl. And, and, and whatever, I always stuck with me. Next, the next time, another girl similar, she described again like that. After that, I never brought her up. Another girl like that. You know why? And, and just really get on a psychological level. You're trying to appease your parents. You're trying to appease the people you love. You want them to be like, you're good enough. Okay, you're doing right. That's the power your parents could have over you. Imagine what your wife could have. And this mad girls who, who's, who's like that. Who They'll always compare you to another nigga. They'll compare you to their ex. They compare you sometimes in a weird way to their father. They'll compare you to other dudes who want them. Anytime you hear girls start talking about, yeah, you know, like they're trying to make you feel so spe- like, you know, I turned down so and so to be with you. So, so in essence, you're kind of saying you got to live up to that. She got that nigga wrapped around his finger and I'm so sorry for Will. No, Will is definitely a good guy and a good man and a good father because out of all the years of him dealing with that, anybody else could have left and not had to deal with this, but he still is around to take care of his children. So, Will, you're good enough. Yeah, nah, nah, nah it's super unfortunate. For, for Chris Rock, He's, I think he's a great guy and, and a good man. Um, I do think they probably, you know, Boosie mentioned some shit. I think they probably did have some shit behind the scenes. I ain't gonna lie to you. The way I confidently walked up there, I think if you don't know him that well, he's not doing that. I'm not saying Will pussy or nothing like that, but the way he walked up there, he's like he knew that nigga wasn't going to do shit. <laughs> like, he walked up there with a purpose. I'm telling you. Let's go back to the Philly incident. Remember, you want to know what I did? What'd you, what'd you do? <laughs> you looked I, there in her eyes and said, I look keep back. walking. I seen them niggas. They said, we ain't talking to you, nigga. We talking to her. I turned back around. I looked at her. It's like, go ahead and answer the man. No, no. <laughs> this, this is important. When I looked in her eyes, it told me everything I needed to know. It told me if she was going to be like, you, I would see the disappointment if she was like, really, you going to let that slide? It, it tells you, I'm telling you, that these are things of validation that men go through, bro. When I looked in her eyes, she was just like, yeah, I don't look, everything affirmed my decision to say, 
bro, let's just get out of here. And I was like, all right, let's keep moving. Man, I, now, I would have did some petty shit. Now, here's the thing. If it was a ratchet bitch, holy shit. One of them chicks who said she wants you to get a broken rib to defend her name, she would have looked at you. Matter of fact, she would have answered. What y'all say? My nigga, my boyfriend fuck y'all up. You like, yep. bitch, what are you talking about? Four or five M. <laughs> like, as I said, <laughs> your girl is going to. That's the part that's not caught by the camera. Will's laughing. That's the last picture we see before it goes, it pans back to uh, Chris Rock. And, and Chris Rock said, uh oh. Will's laughing. She's like, when he looks in her eyes, He's been with that woman for so many years. What he read in her eyes was, nigga, you Billy and pussy now. If you think you finna get pussy for the rest of 2022, you wildin'. <laughs> I think she was looking at him like, I knew you wasn't shit. You always ain't been shit. But damn, you're gonna let, me, let them do this to me? Yeah, I was right. You ain't shit. I think that was that look. Bro, bro I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's like it's like it's like Kanye and them. It's, it's, when Kanye stormed the stage, then he do it like once or twice. Yeah. When Kanye looked, well, he did one joint where he was like sticking up for Kim. It wasn't storming the stage. That's after after the show special thing. Every when he looked at those those women, and one time he did it for Beyonce. And he looked at Beyonce, even though Beyonce's not his woman. When he looked in their eyes, their eyes were saying, "Nigga, don't do it." <laughs> Like, please don't do it. <laughs> he just was on one. And that Henny was in the fucking system. You get me? I guarantee you the look on Jada's face when she saw Will smiling. If Will didn't get his ass up, she was just going to just mumble under her breath, you bitch ass nigga. I'm telling you. I guarantee she, and by the way, listen, this is just a guess. I think she emasculates him and, and, and what I mean by emasculating someone, especially to Will's level in a man, just saying certain things that's just unbecoming. Maybe call him out of his name, deprive him of certain things, comparing him to other people who he's, who, who, that he could feel inadequate against. That's emasculating the guy. When you with a woman, you got to be that. You got to be the Superman. No, no, it's not even that. To keep it's, it real, I don't. I don't even know about no girl I've ever been with that ever lusted over another nigga. That's mental abuse, especially when a nigga dead. No, that's mental abuse. That's abuse. You know, somebody said, "Why you ain't pull up on August?" Is August talking right now? Chris Rock crack. Listen, listen. Chris Rock cracking jokes. August was cracking her back. Let's just keep it a hundred, dog. But no, no. August not that type of nigga. I forgot where from August from. August one of them little thug ass R and B niggas. He might have sickle cell or whatever the case is. He su- looks super weak sometimes. He in the hospital. No disrespect to you, August, but that nigga he look like he always with the hands. Like he, he even talk like a squabbler. No, he do. He talk like a squabbler. Will don't want to smoke with him. That nigga look like he would give the whole family tree a fade. Yo, Jaden, you next. I seen Jaden on like Jaden was on Instagram like glowing, like he caught a win. Saying if it was the right nigga, you would have gave your pops the beast and you next. <laughs> Be a handicap match. Like, yo, let's keep it a hundred. Yo, Will is a good guy, man. And, and I really, like, again, I forgive him in this situation. I blame Jada. 
And I don't, and I'm not here agreeing with any joke that would make fun of her condition, but we all got to understand jokes are just that. There are certain ones we can be like, they're going too far. I don't think that went too far. By the way, if, by the way, you know what? They pull up a clip. They pulled up a clip of Will making the same joke about somebody's ball head. No. Yes. Now, I don't know if that person was suffering from alopecia, though. But it was, but they, they brought up that particular joke. Again, Maybe that was like, and again, you know, I'm, I'm speaking on what I believe. I'm not in their household. Maybe they just had an argument with it. Maybe there was a new development not too long ago. I just think it's still a joke. You feel me? But also sometimes, it's not even sometimes, definitely things come to a boil when shit's been bubbling. You feel me? Like, for example, everybody online, I get, if I go online at any time now and I tweet something, whatever, whatever. Everybody got like 15 jokes about my weight, right? Now, say I had like a really, like, you know, heated conversation or like, you know, I'm upset at somebody like who I know in real life and, and maybe they mentioned that and I'm like super upset. But the, the, the spillover is that now I'm at an award show or I'm at maybe a place to work and somebody else bring it up. Sometimes you take out your rage on somebody else. I think that's what probably it is. Chris Rock caught what somebody else should have caught. Nigga, you was just the wrong one who said it at the right time. So you caught the backhand I couldn't give to somebody else. Plus, it was in front of Jada as well. Online, you really can't do much. You online. You ain't going to go hunt somebody down. But when it's right there in front of him, he made his move. Yeah, I don't think it's a good one, but hey, I understand. Yeah, I get it. Um, let me. You know what? I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save the conversation about Meg The Stallion for later. Okay, uh, we have Meg The Stallion court papers. We're gonna break down her entire case. Meg, I know you're gonna wonder how I got this. I got it from the judge. Okay. Um, Listen, we have four interviews to get to today. I'm sorry if I cut this a little bit short. I will make sure to get all these up in really timely fashion. Also, we have a green room episode with Ruby Rose. I can't, I, like, Ruby's been a homie who, who showed up to many of our streams. I can't wait to talk to her as well. But until next time, okay, uh, we're trying to give also a good turnaround time when it comes to especially timely topics like this. Um, it's Woody's Academics. This has been my guy, Leaf, right here. Uh, Make sure you guys tune into the next episode of Off the Record Podcast, where we'll be having a guest and also breaking some really important news. Okay, it's your boy Academics, man. I'm out.